Texas Business Minds, a presentation of the business journals of Texas. Brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. Commercial real estate is the focus as DBJ Associate Editor Alexa Reed welcomes a pair of industry veterans to share what makes the North Texas market unique. Citadel Partners is a real estate advisory firm with offices in Dallas and Fort Worth. Its founders, Scott Morse and Scott Jessen, aim to provide regional real estate advisory that blends the agility of an entrepreneurial operation with the services and capabilities of a large firm. Having been longtime business partners, the Scots decided to leave the big box commercial real estate realm to start Citadel Partners in 2012. Fast forward over a decade, Citadel Partners has helped so many companies secure office space in DFW, including new company headquarters from out of state. Morris and Justin are here today to discuss more about Citadel Partners, the state of office space in DFW, and where opportunities lie in the CRE industry here in North Texas. Hi, Scots. How y'all doing? Good. How are you? Good. I'm doing well. Thank you for joining me this morning. Nice to be with you. Yes. Uh, now, walk me through your journey of founding Citadel Partners together. And what was that driving force that pushed you both to start your own firm? Well, maybe it helps to uh, give a little context to that. Scott and I have been business partners since 1995 at a prior company that I had started in 1987. And we sold it to a large international firm and spent six and a half years there. Uh, so we've been business partners for many, many years. And so when the credit crunch hit of 08, 09, we were seeing clients come to us and say, look, we, we need exactly what we need. Uh, we're willing to pay for exactly what we need, but we don't need a lot of different uh, add-ons to specifically what we need. And at the time, we were dealing with public and private companies. Uh, we were working locally as well as nationally. And Scott and I were getting a little more mature in our careers. And we said, you know, we really enjoyed the entrepreneurial approach of the prior company, but we see the benefits of having a diversified platform. Mm -hmm. So we said, there's got to be a way that we can wrap the agility and the flexibility and the entrepreneurial spirit into a diversified firm with a breadth of services and deliver it in a real estate advisory mode as opposed to a real estate sales mode, if you will. And so that was really the impetus uh, behind that. And we said, you know, and it was not a business plan, honestly, that you'd go to Harvard and see in the MBA class. Uh, we really said, you know, uh, we're, we're mature in our careers. It's time to get happy. And we want to see if we can develop a top flight regional firm that will outlive Scott and Scott. And that was, that was the impetus behind it. I was, so I would also add that, uh, really looking at a best in class model, 
um, you know, every client is different and has its own unique set of circumstances. And so um, to have a one size fits all kind of a scenario uh, is not what they were wanting. Uh, if they needed some specific expertise uh, that we may not have in-house uh, to be able to go and find the best in class, particularly when you go to other markets and doing more multi-market stuff, uh, the best person uh, for the job uh, may not necessarily be the top producer or whatever. It And so try to do that. Whatever's in the best interest of the client, we're able to do that with, with this platform. And how do you think that positions you as like a top competitor within the DFW market? What do you have you taken in your experience and now over a decade into Citadel Partners? How do you position yourself to be a top competitor? Well, a little bit of a long winded approach. We think we're a better fit because of what I said earlier. Uh, we're really delivering services in a real estate advisory context. And as Scott alluded to, we really try very diligently to keep the client's interests first. And so whatever the client needs, if you look at our transaction history and the various firms that we've worked with around the country and here locally, it is a best in class model. So that's number one. Uh, number two, I think it's the philosophy in which we look at uh, the real estate process. You know, what we do in office and industrial tenant representation, build a suit and investment sale work, it's all driven by the corporate user. And as Scott uh, indicated, every user is different. So you have to be able to really understand their business model and you have to get in their heads as to where they've been, where they are, and where they're going and why that is. So we developed a, a system of really looking at a company's strategy, looking at their, <clears throat> excuse me, their uh, human resources, looking at finance and operations, and more importantly, culture and brand. You know, everybody likes to talk about finances because and, and operations because those two elements are very measurable. Strategy, culture, brand, and the HR element are a little bit more squishy, so they're harder to get your arms around that. Um, then, you know, from there, we looked at our look at our expertise. We've done small offices in Greenville, South Carolina. There were a thousand square foot sublease for 18 months, and we've done million square foot corporate campuses. We've done build a suits of office and industrial property. So I think our our scope is there. And through that scope has developed uh, an expertise that's very unique. And lastly, I would tell you, it's the results. Typically, we see a bottom line enhancement of some 35% to the bottom line. It sounds like you've kind of created your own winning formula within in the industry, within this space for you to be successful with within your own clients. And now I know in 2022, Citadel Partners opened an office in Fort Worth. What drove the company to take that leap towards expansion? And how has the last year been from an operational and business standpoint, having an office in Fort Worth? 
I think it's always been part of the plan uh, to be in Fort Worth. Here, serving this North Texas region, it provides our clients with a variety of different options. I mean, you got 132 different cities within a 13 county area, and with Fort Worth being in that far western side of it, uh, is uh, allows. Uh, uh, the the ability to be able to help clients in in both areas of folks that are relocating to the North Texas area want to have different types of facilities uh, and Fort Worth is a growing market I think it's one of the fastest growing markets in the country uh, so it was just a natural for us uh, and we've done a lot of work over in that area we uh, helped uh, Weaver Tidwell with their uh, corporate office there here a couple of years ago in fact it's been eight nine years Years ago, so we've we've got a long history of doing um, handling of assignments in uh, the Fort Worth area. So it was a natural. Yeah, and <clears throat> both Scott and I have had uh, experience in Tarrant County dating back to the '80s. So it's it was not new, but what was critical was we needed, and Scott said it was part of the strategic plan initially. But what we needed was we. We knew in Tarrant County, you needed somebody that would live, eat, and breathe Tarrant County. And we wanted to be very judicious about that. And we have that person running that office. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's finally grabbing some legs. And we're starting to make some inroads with clients over there. Uh, we're starting to uh, make some new hires. So it's been... It is like any new startup. Uh, yeah. You're starting from scratch. There's always challenges, uh, but it's uh, I think the future is very bright for us. But more importantly, I think it's very bright for Fort Worth and Tarrant County as a whole. You know, all, the, all that experience, I think, has helped us as Scott and I started this from we always joke that we really started it out with 13 file boxes, two laptops and an idea. And I think that really resonates with clients because we can really relate to them. Uh, as entrepreneurs, uh, knowing and understanding what goes into a business besides just uh, understanding the sticks and bricks, but understanding more importantly, that overall strategy, how companies get from point A to point C um, and uh, all points in between. So uh, it's been very helpful. And it sounds like to me, just within in the uh, industry that you're in, relationships are very important when it comes to securing contracts and just making sure that your clients are getting the best deal at the end of the day. And I know with Citadel Partners, it started in the office tenant space representation and before expanding to industrial tenant and landlord expansion. And I know, Scott, you had mentioned y'all are doing investment things as well. So talk to me about the approach to expand those services and why it was important to expand representation. Great question. Uh, you know, and if you look back in the 90s and early 2000s, we had a different kind of economy in, in our business. And uh, having sold a business before, uh, we, we embarked on this company and we said, you know, we're going to start with the office uh, flex kind of tech because we've had a we've had a huge uh, background historically with technology and manufacturing and that sort of thing. So we said, let's stick to our knitting of what we've done, 
But as we move forward, we need to have a diversified platform Mm -hmm. that can better uh, articulate what our clients' needs are and better facilitate those needs. And so we felt like uh, developing a diversified platform, there would be a much greater opportunity to help clients. And that's Mm -hmm. why we did it. Uh, from an investment perspective, uh, we've always had clients uh, ask us if you see good investments that you like, that you're willing to put your name on, we're interested to talk to you. So we're, we're doing that as well. Citadel Partners joining us. Next, they'll answer a loaded question when Texas Business Minds continues. At Texas Mutual, we've worked vigilantly to investigate and prevent workers' compensation insurance fraud, which has resulted in over $13.5 million in restitution and recoveries for Texas businesses since 2018. Learn how your business is better at texasmutual.com slash fraud. We're seeing companies slowly begin to return to full-time in office, maybe not as fast as we were anticipating because kind of the adaptation of, well, now you can work from home, so you don't need to be in an office. And so why should we get an office if you can work from home? Uh, So what's your take on future office space here in North Texas? That's a loaded question. Uh, And (laughs) I'll try to address it and Scott pitch in here. Everybody has kind of lagged on to this idea office is dead. Mm -hmm. And we're contrarian with that. Office is not dead. We are evolving in the office space environment. Uh, We are becoming a a market of haves and have-nots, and it's really related to the employee. A company, you know, you look at an organization's bottom line, and it's not really, with the exception of some heavy manufacturing and those kind of things, for the most part, uh, speaking very generally, a company's highest expense is their employee. And so what the number one issue for all businesses today is get the employee back in the office and get them engaged. And the real estate piece, I think we started coming out of COVID was more about amenities and facilities and that sort of thing. And I kind of liken where we are today and where I think we're moving forward is kind of to the retail uh, environment that we went through a few years ago that now people are looking for experiential retail. I think now it's not about just giving me a pickleball court or a big conference room. It's got to be more experiential, and it's got to be around the employee saying, I understand why I'm coming to the office, and I get these group of benefits by being there. And I think that's where we're headed. I would add to that that uh, having uh, the experience for the tenant is going to help them to want to be in and being around, not just having the deli downstairs, but to have 50 restaurants that are within five minutes, I think is is becoming more and more important all the time. So the the class B building, office building that's located out in the middle of an empty parking lot uh, is really suffering now because of it. 
But then again, you take the Class B building that's well located, that's next to 50 restaurants, that has good access. It, it's doing uh, fine, um, you know. In the Class A, Double A buildings uh, that have got great locations and, and great amenities, particularly those that are in in a live, work, and play environment, are doing uh, doing very well. At least here in North Texas and. Part of the benefit of some of the our work that we've done, and Scott just finished an assignment in in uh, Los Angeles, but he's also finished one that is out in uh, New York as well. And getting the benefit of seeing those various markets around the country, um, you'll find a very different different story in in each one of those areas. And so, um, you know, it's been beneficial to uh, to be able to see those and see how different areas are reacting, but. The whole work remotely thing, um, it, it's not like it's some new thing. I mean, people right. have been, uh, you know, living in the Hamptons and uh, f- driving in or taking the uh, train into New York City. They've been doing that literally for 100 years. Uh, traveling salesmen uh, or saleswomen, salespeople uh, is something that uh, has been going around for forever. So uh, it's not like it's something new. And it's not just tied to office. Uh, We've got a client right now that's uh, got a manufacturing facility where they had a lot of engineers uh, and such that were there. And they're converting that uh, portion of that office into manufacturing. So it's impacting the industrial side of things as well. Um, So to Scott's point, it it is an evolution that, uh, that we're seeing before our eyes. No, that's great to hear. And and you just mentioned the Class B buildings. And that kind of leads into my next question of you had talked to us, the Dallas Business Journal, earlier this year in February. Kind of what you just said, it depends on location with Class B lo- with building, Class B buildings, the location, what's around them that makes them successful or, or not. Has anything changed in the market since then? Is it kind of the same? And uh, what trends do you anticipate are to come in this space and beyond in 2024? Has anything changed? Yes, it changes daily. Okay. The investment climate is changing daily. The perception of equity is changing daily. The debt environment is changing daily. Uh, The work from home, as you alluded to, is changing daily. You know, that whole model depends uh, very critically upon where a company's headquartered, what industry they're in, and what business function that employee provides at the company. So you look at uh, what's recently been announced through Costco at LBJ and Central Expressway. There's an acquisition of what I would call a so what building that has seen its better day that needs an adaptive reuse. I think that's the start of what we're starting to see is because the transaction volume has been off 73 to 75 percent, depending upon whose report you want to read between now and last year. Debt originations are off 55, 60% from last year. There is a huge gap between buyer and seller pricing expectations today. So we are evolving through that process. It's going to take time to work through that. 
But as Scott talked about earlier, the the Class B plus building that has good bones to it, that's well-located, that's in the right location, but needs some love and attention, Mm -hmm. there are going to be tremendous opportunities for that building. I think what what we're going to see moving forward is it's going to be a real challenge for that Class B building out in the middle of a field that Scott mentioned to really survive. And it's going to be very difficult if that building was acquired five or seven years ago and they now have a note coming due. It's going to take some real intestinal fortitude and a big checkbook to modify that building such that it it, it appeals to the tenant community. And I think it's going to take um, a great deal of creativity and put on a different set of glasses. Just because a office building was a two-story value office that was parked at eight per thousand back and developed in the 1990s or early 2000s, you have to take those glasses off and say, what's the underlying real estate really worth? And might there be an opportunity for an adaptive reuse? Every time we've seen a downturn, and I think this is the fourth one that uh, Scott and I have both seen, there's always an opportunity that's created by it. There's always a gap that's that's been uh, been uh, created and an opportunity for our clients to be able to uh, uh, benefit from that. So we work hard during these times as things are evolving to find out what the uh, the opportunity is for the client and how how will they be better served and 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 I think cities municipalities they're all feeling the uh, the crunch of this as they start looking at these uh, devaluations of some of the the class B here again the class A stuff uh, that's that's uh, well located. Um, those values are holding pretty good, at least in this particular market. It's the class B B that 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 pendulum has almost swung too far, uh, and and we'll see we'll see how that's going to uh, to play out. But cities are more open to looking at rezoning of redoing and rethinking what buildings are and what they have been and what they should be moving forward. And y'all were mentioning challenges too within this space and, you know, how it changes every day. Every, every, it's a continuously evolving, something new is coming up every day. And other than what we talked about just within the Class B space or the Class B buildings, what other challenges and obstacles do you find the hardest to overcome in this market at this time and going forward into 2024? Unknown, just not knowing uh, what the what's around the corner? We've got an election coming up. Uh, we've got some global uh, environment that's uh, changing. We've got all the social issues that are that are evolving. You know, there's just a lot of change that's going on, and and how we react to that. It's hard to do all at once. But, uh, you know, here in North Texas, and this has been said, the one consistent thing that we've seen over the last 25 years is it's great to be in North Texas. And and that still resonates. I mean, we're, what, 60 percent back to the office now versus and, and I think Houston is like 61 percent compared to San Francisco or some of the other uh, coastal cities uh, that are that are just really struggling now. So feel good about where we are today. 
uh, here in North Texas and uh, the uh, can-do attitude and being able to be flexible and uh, nimble is something that uh, Citadel prides itself on being able to do. And, and again, that's going to do nothing but benefit our clients uh, long term. Thanks to Scott Morse and Scott Jessen from Citadel Partners for joining us. And thank you for downloading Texas Business Minds, presented by the Business Journals of Texas. Brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. Texas.